0: Let me tell you why I chose Anchor to host my podcast. First, it's free. It's one of the few hosts I found that really is free. They have all the tools that you need. You can make your podcast on a computer or you can download their free app and make edits and uploads straight from your phone. So, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, I say download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. You have just entered Liberty Lighthouse, where we cut through the fog with common sense and logic. Coming to you from Pennsylvania, the state of independence, here he is, U.S. Navy veteran, author of the book, Progress, Really? And your freedom-loving host, Peter Serafine. Welcome to Liberty Lighthouse. I am Peter Serafine, your freedom-loving host. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter, at P. Seraphine, and please check out the show's website, liberty-lighthouse.com. From there, you can find all of these episodes, as well as my blog posts and a little bit about me. Before I get too far along, I want to tell you that I've decided that I bit off a little more than I can chew. I can't do two episodes a week. It's just too much for me. So what I'm going to do is I'm still going to do a commentary episode, And then a week later, I'll do these follow-up episodes. So you'll get a new topic every two weeks with a follow-up in the middle. I still want to hear your comments, your questions, comments, and concerns. I still want you to click that send a voice message button so I can include those in these future shows. Something that I found really interesting while looking over my stats lately, about 12% of the Liberty Lighthouse listeners are international. I found that very interesting, considering that all of our topics are about American liberties and American freedoms and the United States Constitution, and uh, just seeing 12% from overseas was was a a surprise to me. Okay, so now let's get to the follow-up. On the last show, I talked about three threats to our republic. Three things that threaten the very system of government that our nation has. There's one thing that's really obvious and I didn't mention it. And I probably didn't mention it just because it was so obvious. But that was the rise in socialism in our country. We have senators actually serving in office that are devout, openly admitted socialists. Socialism is obviously a threat to a republic. The two just can't coexist. Now, not only do we have these people that are openly socialist, we've got a whole bunch of them that don't claim to be socialist, but they're put putting forth and suggesting very socialist policies: free education, free healthcare. Uh, I don't know, free this and free that. There's just so many of them I can't keep track anymore. Let me tell you a little bit about that in my personal opinion. Uh, first off. There is no such thing as free. We, the taxpayers, pay for it. And those that want to do free stuff, they're robbing Peter to pay Paul, as they say. Second to that, you know, our founding documents guarantee the right to pursue happiness. It does not guarantee happiness. I have no qualms against affordable health care. I think affordable college is a great goal to have. I think the government is absolutely the worst people to get involved in trying to make anything affordable. Healthcare became expensive when the government started getting involved. Medications got expensive when Congress made it illegal to import other medications from other countries and started getting involved. College got expensive when government got involved. If you don't think that's true, I want you to look at it, the uh, the medical fields that aren't typically covered by insurance. Plastic surgery and eye care, for example. The cost of both of those two things has continuously gone down over the years, while the cost of anything else medical-related that typically is covered by insurance continues to skyrocket. The general rule of thumb, anything the government touches gets more expensive, never gets more affordable. Okay. Well, let's look at that socialism stuff from a historic standpoint. Let's look at what it does to republics in particular. Uh, ancient Rome, which was a republic, fell on some hard times. The people were, were hungry and the government said, okay, we'll step in. So the first thing the government did is the government started buying wheat from farmers at you know, regular market prices and then selling it to Roman citizens at reduced prices. And of course, this cost the government money. But the people were getting fed, and they were happy about it. And this was actually wheat and corn, just to be clear. Then the government took that a step further and thought, hey, the people are happy. Why don't we buy the wheat from the farmers and then just give it to the people? So that's exactly what the Roman Senate did, is they started giving wheat and corn to the Roman citizens for free. That sounds great, right? Well, what happened? Well, a third of the Roman citizens ended up on government support. A third of their nation was collecting this free wheat and free corn. Farmers let their slaves go and let them, as Roman citizens, collect their free stuff because it was cheaper than housing and feeding the slaves themselves. The farmers also just stopped working gave up their farms, and moved to Rome so that they could collect the free free stuff. This one socialized policy nearly destroyed the Roman Republic. That was one policy. Our politicians right now are looking for socialized medical, socialized education, all well, our government can't pay its own bills already. We're $22 trillion in debt as a nation, and these politicians are putting forth programs and suggestions that are going to cost trillions and trillions more that we don't have. That's how socialism destroys republics. That's how democracy destroys republics, and that's how democratic socialism destroys republics. Democratic socialism is just a silly term. It's still socialism. The only difference is that it's all getting voted in. But once it's voted in, it never goes away. Socialism, many will say, is the natural progression of a republic to turn to either socialism or pure democracy. And it does seem to happen that way throughout history. And it seems to be happening here in the United States. Our republic has lasted for 250 years because of the restrictions that were put into our constitution because somehow we as a nation have resisted the migration toward pure democracy or to socialism. I didn't include the push toward socialism in the show about threats to our republic because I thought it was just too obvious. I assume that every red-blooded American knows that socialism will destroy our republic. Anyway, this is going to be a short follow-up. I don't really have a whole lot to say. If you have something to add... Send me a voice message. We'll get it on the next time around. I've started doing some research for next week's show. Next week's show, I'm going to talk about our money. How much is it really worth? Why do we say it's worth that? Whatever happened to the gold standard? And What is the Federal Reserve? And It should be a pretty informative show. I hope you come back to Liberty Lighthouse. Until then, protect your liberty once it's gone. There's no getting it back. God bless America. Are you fed up with progressive society? I'm Peter Seraphine and my frustration led me to write a short book titled Progress, Really? Progress, Really, is about the past, current, and future state of American culture, government, and social standing. I urge every liberty-loving American to visit my website, seraphine.com, and order a copy. Give progress, really, a quick read and some serious thought. That was seraphine.com, S-E-R-E-F-I-N-E dot com. Order your copy today.